quack, 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 quack. Twelve and oh, oh yeah. I am your host, Adam Jamail, and I'm Aaron Schroeder. Aaron Schroeder, Aaron. the ghost of Aaron Schroeder. I heard Aaron Schroeder died ten years ago on this very armchair. You know, by doing absolutely nothing. I want to get into really good, fun, and games about my death, but maybe it's a little too soon to be talking in such uh, That's joking. That's a good point. You gotta, you gotta really think about the grand scheme of things here. Uh, welcome to the Quack 12 Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web footosphere. Uh, I'm joined, as always, like I said already, I haven't done this intro in a while, by Aaron Schroeder, he's over there, Adam, <laughs> in his armchair, like I said earlier. Why have you summoned me? There is no football of which to speak. What am I doing here? There is no football... So up to speak or whatever you just said, I've lost my freaking mind. Um, but this is our annual Catching Aaron Up uh, episode in which uh, my co-host, who who's a great guy, who's a wonderful sound engineer, who who watches a lot of college football and debatable. sports, uh, retains, mm, not so much. I retain about 12% more now than I did four years ago. I'd say that's probably true, though we did just have our 100-question quiz, right. and you scored only slightly better than your 2017 results. Right. Um, yeah, that is true. You can find the video of that uh, either on our Patreon, which we very much uh, appreciate every single contributor to that. really helps us out, our beloved quackies over there. Amen. Um, you can also find it on our YouTube that is right, the Quack 12 YouTube account. Aaron, we got a lot. We got a lot to talk about here, unfortunately. Okay. Well, I mean, unfortunate for you because you've probably already talked about most of it with Hithliday. <laughs> uh, well, fortunate for me because maybe I'll retain something. Well, actually, you know, uh, Hithliday and I, Hithliday of Addicted to Quack, have only been doing those duck dives into each individual opponent which you can find on this main feed right but uh what we don't we tend to stay away from actual like contemporary news like when we recorded our ucla preview we pretended that they were still in the league <laughs> wow <laughs> they are still but you know they basically aren't i heard at pac-12 media days right um, they were not allowing the USC or UCLA athletic directors there to talk to everyone because they're like, no, you left. Bye, son. <laughs> Which well, I, see, that's, I, that's interesting because they're not gone. Not yet. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, why are we all pretending like it is currently 2024? There is two years to figure out everything and you might as well be amicable about it. Fuck it. I don't. Yeah, for real. That's literally what everybody apparently has said. We've given up on everything, Adam. That's a different show. I don't want to talk about it, but we've given up on everything. I think that's absolutely a different show. Well, before we hop into this this quacking duck news, right. which maybe should be a segment name. I don't know. Maybe we've already named it that, and I tweet forgotten. at us. I don't know. Tweet at us. Uh, but Aaron. Um, I'll tell you this. I don't want to do any spoilers whatsoever. Because, uh, you, you know, uh, when you go to a movie, you, you deserve that experience of having it be completely fresh. But I'll tell you this. I saw Jordan Peele's Nope. 
I know for a fact a whole lot of people are going to absolutely hate that movie. I loved it so damn much. It's my favorite of Jordan Peele's movies. The ranking right now is Nope, number one. Get Out, number two. It's a close number two, but my personal preference would be Nope. Us is number three, though I am going to give that a rewatch. It's definitely my number three. I freaking loved Nope. The people who are going to dislike Nope, mm-hmm. were they going to dislike anything Jordan Peele did regardless? Or is he going to be turning off fans? I will say, like, if you didn't like Get Out or Us, then you're probably definitely not going to like Nope. I would assume if you didn't like those two, you don't even have an interest in going to the theater for this one. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I will say this, though, that this is his big blockbuster. He's trying to make a big blockbuster. Mm -hmm. And you can probably pretty easily, easily find, like, five references to Steven Spielberg in this movie. Not literal, but just, like, thematically. (laughs) Sure. And, um, yeah. Smart. I mean, if I was going to try and make a movie, I would only be able to reference those movies in which I love. And -hmm. guess who makes every movie that is just absolutely awesome? Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. That's right. Well, and this this one is like the reason why I think some people are gonna hate it is because it is not an easily digestible movie. There is it's made to be like it he wants you to be confused. Well that's a bit part for the course with him, I feel like. Yeah. He doesn't want you to have a smoothie. He wants you to have a, you know, friggin' steak. He wants you to talk about it afterwards with some friends. Totally. It's and Yeah. mm Mm-hmm. But unlike a David Lynch or something like that, he does want you all to come to the same conclusion. I do like he likes all these all these theories, but there is, I believe, a pretty finite answer of what happened in this movie. And that being said, it's also funny as hell. And I'm a huge horror movie fan, as listeners probably annoyingly know, because they're just like shut the hell up about it, dude. I don't but, think it's um, annoying. <laughs> there's like two or three scenes in this movie. Uh, that are some of legit the scariest things I've ever seen in a theater, hmm. and I loved it. And it and it wasn't, yeah, it it was it was great. That's all I'll say. It's fantastic. It's tied for with everything, everywhere, all at once for my favorite movie of the year. I'd put them like right next to each other. Uh, you've seen that one, right? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh yeah, that is currently my most favorite movie. Mm, I believe it. It's a, it's a heartwarming. Well, that's dude. not true. That is my most favorite movie that is current. There you go. There. Boom. I hope it wins a ton of Best Picture uh, or a, a ton of Oscars in general. We'll see if um, Hollywood's still whack. Dude, Probably honestly, I want, it, I want it to win everything. I want it to have all the awards. And also, I want them to, the Daniels, to be able to have the most unlimited budget ever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with zero oversight but also hope that they don't lose their aesthetic you know what i mean uh yeah i also hope a key uh key kwan slaps will smith at the oscar ceremony i think that would be funny why you gotta go Um, there (laughs) but uh i'll in like yeah, that that movie's just freaking amazing. And uh, if you haven't seen that one, listeners, that one oh, has a more mass appeal. But, and it is for everybody. Never mind. I'm going to leave uh, 
Will Smith is not actually allowed back at the Oscars, I think, for 10 years. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah. they'll have to do like a recording from off the, you know, like lot or something. Huh, huh, where huh. it's just like, as retaliation, huh. Kwan does get to slap him and Chris Rock gets to watch or something like that. Sure. Anywho. I'm sure Will yeah. Smith has the sense of humor these days to totally be a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, dude? I'm glad we. I'm okay. So I'll check off the Will Smith slap. All right, we, we got it. We we talked to that. We had to talk about that. We even talked we about movies. Talked about we got that. Talked one. about movies. All right, yeah, football. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, before we get into the unfortunate, tragic news of the off season, uh, I'll get a little more. I don't know, uplifting note here, but uh, there was the World Championships in Eugene. Kind of wreaking some havoc, actually. It was it was quite interesting. So this is a a track event, right? A world oh. track event. Okay, we're running. And yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's all the you know. It'll also be like shot put um, hurdles. We'll get into freaking that in a second. Interesting. This explains why my social media feed started showing me more of that kind of stuff recently. I bet. Like, it never showed me that. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting tons of the javelin throwing. Mm -hmm. And there was, like, a mixed... Relay? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, buddy. Um, So, it's the first time this event has ever happened in America. Because we care so little bit about track. uh, It's amazing. Yeah, it's the first time it ever happened in America. And they chose slash we allowed slash we, I don't think we actually like went for it even as a city or a state. I think it was like, hey, would you guys want to host us? I think. I'm not quite sure. We care Uh, so little about this, (laughs) but because you're Nike, we're going to put it in this tiny little town. We don't think it's going to do anything to your ecosystem. Well, this tiny little town called Tracktown, USA, baby. Right. And so they come over to Tracktown, USA. And obviously, like, we had, we were building the, we were upgrading Hayward, if you will. Right. Uh, basically for this, but for, in general, the investment. And so, you know, Phil Knight can have a huge tax write-off. Hell yeah, uh, bro. Shelter some. He deserves <laughs> it. But, uh, yeah, um, so it was, it was a huge event. People, it was a little overhyped, though, because, like, the city of Eugene was prepping for as if, like, every day there's going to be a giant football game. Right. Like, we were, every restaurant was hiring on people. And you should, like, because what you, you don't want to do is be stuck when it is a dynamite explosion every single day. Mm-hmm. And you need to be there making sure you're not being left in the dust because you can't keep up. Well, when I was living in the hellish city of Seattle, I Bro. worked at a 24-hour diner the morning of the Seahawks Super Bowl parade. Oh, boy. And it oh was boy. like two blocks away. The start was like two blocks away from our diner. And the dumbass manager slash owner uh, was like... Eh, I don't think we're going to get that much of a pop because because we're only they're starting at the beginning and then they're going to walk away. The parade was delayed for like an hour and a half. Yeah. And it was one of the worst working experiences I've ever had in my life. It was so insanely busy. There is uh, a point were when for. the insanity hits a level in those kinds mm-hmm. of like especially like a cafe when you're just like mm-hmm. and we've now hit the point where we're never going to catch up. So that's yeah, oh, the moment whenever I just go 
here we are, man. If you want a cafe latte, it's going to be like three hours. <laughs> yeah. So your choice. Sometimes I'm not moving your any faster or working any harder because at this mm. point, it no longer matters. <laughs> That's, I that mean, would be hey, me. I mean, sometimes you just got to do that. Yeah. But I'll tell you this, to the shock of many Eugenian, that huge hit never happened really of course there were so many restaurants where it's just like that's uh, why it's, they chose it's you you have mm-hmm. all the prestige of being a track town but it's not going to affect the you know uh economic ecosystem i think it kind of equated to like because when you think about it it's summer in eugene there's a mass exodus of human beings in summer in eugene right and so it kind of just replaced the student uh like uh, now that population. makes sense. Fifty thousand left. Fifty thousand came. That's kind of what it felt like. Um, and not only that, but apparently there was like no re-entry to the championship game, and so and they had like morning sessions, like eleven to five, something like that, and then like five to ten or you know something like that. And so there was big chunks where they were just staying there and like and then going to their hotels in Portland or something like that. Sure. So Eugene actually felt a little bit like a ghost town, even though we we renovated like a huge part of the city, like near the river. Uh, Cherry Pop and Daddy's came and played. You're kidding. They're from Eugene. Really? Apparently they're called the Daddies now. I would they hope took- so. <laughs> right. You don't want that... Uh, you don't want that as a positive. Let's just say with that. your jazz band, especially when the you're, older you get. When they were, I mean, I remember when they first showed up on mm-hmm. the scene. It was like, who are these old dudes in the oversized suits? Yeah. So and that was back then. Yeah, it's like I don't know that you want to be a a sea popper, <laughs> you know, at fifty six or however old they are now. <laughs> Yeah, the combination of C Popper and Daddy is, is like, ugh, this is a jazz band we're talking about? This yeah. is a swing band? No, yeah, there's big band, swing band. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this, though. Um, watching these, because you were able to watch it on like Peacock, and a lot of it was oh. on NBC, actually, proper, which is pretty cool. See a track event that isn't the Olympics on, you know, NBC. Yeah. Um, the event itself was pretty dang cool. I do think it was a bit elitist with its pricing. Um, I should have. I did not go because I, I just like there was one day I could have made it work uh, with my work schedule and such. And the tickets, I could have gotten a deal because they were trying to sell it out, especially the first night. Yeah. And I could have gotten like two freaking tickets for like 50 bucks total. And I'm kicking myself for not going because after that, the cheapest ticket you could get, unless you knew someone, which apparently I didn't know anyone, yeah. was like 140 bucks for like a nosebleed, which so is no that terrible sounds, spot in Hayward. That sounds yeah. like they know their audience. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to bring on new you know, locals to enjoy the sport of track more. Oh yeah, and it, well, and it was a bummer because like a lot of times half of Hayward would be empty, and it's like okay, so people bought like seven hundred dollar tickets, 
and then they just <laughs> didn't come or they were like, eh, I don't want to be here. And then there was like no resale option. Right. Like, come on, get the kids, get the local kids in there well, if you want to spread the track. You know, globally, it's still kind mm-hmm. of wild out there with the COVID and with flight That's restrictions true. because of oil sanctions and all kinds of shit. Well, I'll tell you this, though, that you could see, like, wide spreads through the country, or spreads, wow, uh, you know, like, sh- camera angles, camera shots yeah. of just a ton of people in the crowds, not a whole lot of masks, so everyone's, everyone didn't seem too concerned on that part. Sure. The event itself, though, was was very fun to watch. Right. But I Quite mean, to fly from Brazil to Eugene... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might be pretty tough because who knows what's going on in I mean, I don't know what's going on in Brazil with literally everything that we're probably dealing with here as well. Yeah. No, it so. it, it was uh it was a tricky time with that. Uh Eugene was not as busy like traffic wise or you know, so you know what, commerce though? wise. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on how much money they're spending in the town proper, really. I heard I heard the state covered a lot of it and the city covered a lot of it. I'll tell you this, a lot of people, I mean, you can look at the graffiti and stuff, were not happy with the event, especially because they're like, this isn't even getting us as much money as we thought. Um, but I did mm-hmm. like the global sense of it. It was cool how many people from around the world were in Eugene all of a sudden. Uh, I've never in my life seen so many people running like you know doing going on their jog with someone on a bike next to them like their trainer right and them just having conversations right i saw that like six times in one day dude it's incredible yeah it was like there's a lot of love for prefontaine obviously yeah you know it was pretty cool yeah and you know while i understand because it is a smaller town that Mm -hmm. you know thrives off of the university existing there Really? Definitely. I understand when it feels like a disappointment that you didn't get a bonus check, if you will. Yeah. But also, I think it's important to remember that there was an opportunity to be a ambassador of goodwill for the nation, and I hope Mm -hmm. that everybody did that. There was a whole lot of, uh, from the announcer, just being like, and hopefully this will ignite the love for track in the U.S. of A. Uh, no, never. Like, no. no. I'll tell you what we will do, though. We'll dominate your little event. Boom! the only way fun. we're going to, as a nation, mm-hmm. the only way we're going to get into track and field is yeah. if there are landmines. And <laughs> they're like, now you got some. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't need to, like, <laughs> blow people up. But if they were mm. landmines that were designed to be, like, giant pillows of air. So as mm. you're running, maybe all of a sudden you're just, like, launched off the track. Okay. Or if, like, in the throwing competitions, uh, you have to get it through, like, 20 rings. Mm. And there's like five harder. defenders trying to block it from going through the rings. <laughs> I think well, then you've got a more American sport. Yeah, more explosions. These traditional uh, <laughs> old school things like running, throwing, no. we're way past that. <laughs> we're way past that. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, dude, this one was pretty exciting. Um, for some good reasons, for some shitty reasons. Cindy McLaughlin, uh, I think that's how you say it. I've always it's like, do you hit the GH? Do you do, you do that? I think it's McLaughlin. I oh, feel like right. I hear McLaughlin, McLaughlin or McLaughlin. 
Yeah, I always forget. I heard her name a million times, though. She, 22 years old. I mean, she had a great Olympic showing, too. Just freaking killed it, dude. Like, just on a different level than everyone else in her competition. Um, yeah, she, she she was great. She was absolutely fun to watch uh, in both the relay and her, like, solo events. Noah Lyles was ridiculously fast, as always. Michael He broke Michael Johnson's U.S. record. The U.S. actually lost to Canada in their relays, though. That was pretty interesting. I think I saw that that record was broken. Yeah. And I don't and, think and I Lyles, paid yeah. any mind to it. I saw it, and then mm. I went, all right. <laughs> exactly. Bummer. Well, there's... There's also this, well, my girlfriend kept pointing out, because she was very into it, um, the difference, like, there's two different ways you can celebrate being, like, a true great Olympic athlete. I think there's just, there's two possibilities. One is you can go, like, the Sydney McLaughlin style, where you are, she, she was, like, much more somber, like, kind of, like, you know, sat on the ground and really, like, took it in, yep. and, like, everyone was cheering she her on. She ran so and, like, hard. Yeah. She's got to mm-hmm. take a knee and mellow. Yeah, great picture opportunity. Or you got Lyles, Noah Lyles, who on his side was like, you know, literally ripped his shirt, like his track, whatever. Sounds thing. like a man. Like, like Superman style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, really, we're like, I'm the best. Ah! Which yeah, I think no. both are both are right. I think you're more of a somber, like, look up, look up in the crowd, really taken in kind of guy. I don't know what I'd be. On a national level? Mm-hmm. I'd be the one world level. This is a world level, right? Though. Sorry, on an international level, if I was yeah. if I was representing nationally, then I would do the one where you win and then you uh, get pulled. You slowly like find your way over to your teammate. You know your yeah. like, team of coaches, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you've got like your your flag wrapped around you, and then you just like kind of run for a little bit with the flag oh, holding yeah. it behind you. Like a cape. That's classy. That's absolutely classy. Yeah. I'd go classy. Um, nice. You're a class. A class act. But I want to be... Classy. I yeah. wanted to be that, like, style where they drape me in the flag, kind of like mm. James Brown on stage. Mm. When he would Try get take down, you away. and then the guys would come up and put his cape on. <laughs> but I'd be... But... And then I'd be like... No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. James Brown style. Yeah. So yeah. Be a little controversial at the end there because you're rejecting the flag. Yeah, controversial as fuck, bro. <laughs> That's so great. I'd go, I'd, uh, yeah. yeah. Forget classy. Although James <laughs> Brown, one of the classiest men. Everyone knows that. I'll go full James Brown cape. No, I don't want the cape. Cape. No, I don't want the cape. Cape. No, I don't want the cape. <laughs> James Brown, classy. Everyone knows that. Um, yeah. Look, we all have our downtimes. If that's the if that's the comment you're trying to make here, you know what that man was classy. One thing I didn't like is so they had this Sasquatch mascot. Oh boy! That I assume they made up just because it's Northwest, and as you should. So they got a whole new. He's, he's a yellow mascot. Hmm. He was very acrobatic. He was cool. He very much forced himself into many. Like, it'd be like, you just won gold or you just won a world, you know, uh, beat a world record. And then this Sasquatch, this yellow Sasquatch comes over and, like, that's the time he desperately wants to pose with you. Mm-hmm. Or you have a little sign and say, like, I eat world records for breakfast, baby. And it was, and then, like, there's other times where it's like, when they were handing you your gold, they would then hand you a little plushie 
of of the Sasquatch mascot. <laughs> and so you were holding your gold and then this little toy that they were clearly desperate to sell because they had so many left over. I thought that was a little tacky if I'm being real. Yeah, that's a that's a money making opportunity that is just it is the same issue I have with the Star Wars franchise. Mm, here we go. And that's about it. Oh, oh, I mean, I think you automatically you know what I mean whenever I say that. Yeah, well, well, that's what got George Lucas's money in that first movie. And that's exactly the point. It's just a money grab, and that's the issue. It, fe- it felt like it. Um, uh, that being said, please, uh, for our $100 monthly Quack 12 patrons, we don't have any yet, but we will invent or find or create uh, a TD plushie, TDR mascot. Oh, yeah. Uh, touchdown, we'll call him that. Yeah, Touchdown. His name's Touchdown now. I don't like his name being Trevor anymore. Touchdown over here, who people on the YouTube can see him floating around. He's been here the whole time. Kind of annoying. Uh, we'll send you either him or a plushie in his image uh, for $100 a month. Only one year of subscription at that level will get you this uh, made-up plushie. Are you okay with your likeness being utilized like that, bro? Your name, image, and likeness, TD? Do you like... He doesn't like it, but he doesn't really have a say because he's uh, he's a student. He's not a professional athlete. He is an animate object. He's an animate object. Uh, uh, some other highlights were definitely Allison Felix, even though she's you know a Trojan. Got to give it up for her. She got her twentieth medal and retired. Damn, twenty medals is so damn much. That's amazing. Uh, there, I mean, there was a lot of just freaking drama, especially in like the hurdles. Uh, one of the hurdles, like. <laughs> the people were just tripping left and right on these hurdles, just taking them out, huh. just being out of the whole competition because of it. And not only that, there's one she was solo running because, like, because of some weird disqualifying thing. It was like, we're going to give you another shot to run this, um, but it's just going to be you. If you beat 13 seconds, you're in. And so everyone was cheering for her. It's kind of a weird thing where you're watching one person race against the clock. And she nearly made it. It was like 12.7 seconds and she was about to like make it. But the last hurdle, her toe hit on it. She recovered. She almost made it. And she like stumbled and almost stumbled across the line in time. But she fell like a foot before and the clock went over 13 seconds and she didn't make it. It was oh, hard to watch. my God. But, dude, that's not the worst. That is not the worst of it because we're about to get into the absolute worst of this, what made me feel like a bullshit competition at the time. Okay. Um, Devin Allen. You know Devin Allen. He's an ex-Oregon duck. Once a duck, always a duck. But, you know, was on the football team, uh, was on it for actually that national championship run. He got hurt, unfortunately, didn't play in that title game, but was a huge part of that season. One of the fastest men in the world, uh, one of the best hurdlers in the world. And actually, he's been on the uh, kind of, you know, international track, like uh, Olympic, uh, like beat for quite a while. Has done really well in the Olympics. Hasn't won gold per se, you know, but um, has done really well. Has been a, comp- a competitor for America at hurdle. Like for quite a while, he actually got signed for the Philadelphia Eagles. We did cover that. Uh-huh. So he's 27 year old and he's starting his NFL career. So that's exciting too, because of his elite speed, especially. So this dude, 
he's in the, you know, he's hurdling. He's doing a great job qualifying. He really could. It looks like he's winning some medal here. Um, we get to the final, right? Whew, dude. There's some some bullshit. This is why Americans don't like track, my man. He gets disqualified. Now, if you do a false start, you know, if you go before the gun is shot, you're disqualified, boom, you're done. Well, However, he did not get disqualified for doing it before the gun. He got disqualified for doing it, for jumping after the gun. He left with .099 seconds after the shot. So way less than one second, right? Right. The rule is if you leave, if, you, if, you're, if the pressure of the pad that you're on, right, is released before .1 seconds, so that is one-tenth of a second. Yeah. They assume that you anticipated the gun sure like you were you were ready for it to go and you jumped before the gun because they say that the human reaction time can't be faster than uh, a tenth of a second that's bullshit supposedly it's been a while since scientifically they've like really looked into that exactly but that's the line they've drawn um that being said my man is superhuman and he's regularly gotten off on really quick starts and this time, like, so his time was .099 off of the, you know, like, like starting the race. So literally he hit it at .1, really. Real, I mean, he was .001. <laughs> that is right, .001, too fast. And so they disqualified You just said .099. Him. Um, he, so he was .099, like, that's how long... It took him to get off, and so he was point zero zero one too fast because they give ah, you the point one. The difference, right? Wow. Yeah, and it was if you watch this, it's such bullshit because they literally say it is faster than the human eye can actually like you know handle. Like you'll watch the clip and you won't see him jump. You're like, what do you mean? He's like, it looks like he's going after some people even. It's so soon. Like you his feet haven't left. Uh so it was it was bullshit and it was really hard to like Yeah. Either yeah, a handle. Uh obviously it's been so long. Things have changed as far as what humans can achieve in an athletic level. So obviously we need to be retesting all of that stuff. And we mm. should also look at the, you know, we should average out each person's performance. So if he's like constantly hitting it that fast, then that's just where bro's at. And so they can't disqualify him for something he just does on the average. Yeah. I don't well, know. I th it sounds like, I think it sounds like boo-boo. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's also just, I don't know. It's like, sure, I get what you're trying to do. But I think the punishment uh, really sh for anticipating the gun is that you should, you know, if you don't, if you go early, you're done. Like you are disqualified. And I think that's fair because they want to make sure you aren't leaving early. Yeah. But the fact that you're leaving half, like, what the fuck are we talking about here? I don't know. There's plenty of well, actual track people that could weigh in on this, but yep. it's, it's a and lot. And I'll just leave it. My quibble with the mm -hmm. situation 
comes with the fact that the officials say the reasoning is because he because humans can't do that. Mm. I think putting a limit on what a human is able to achieve is ridiculous because evolution anyway. <laughs> you, you know, we're not a, an evolution podcast. I'm just we're saying Pash podcast. <laughs> we're definitely it's like I always I like in a sporting sense. I like to equate it to skateboarding in the 1980s mm. when Rodney Mullen did a flat ground kickflip. It blew everyone's mind away. It was impossible. <laughs> it is literally the first trick you learn now. You know what I mean? It's like right you, you ollie and then you kick flip and then you board slide. Those are the that's the order. <laughs> and it it may be it's just like we're, too fast we for a are human. Escalating. You can't say yeah. we have a limit when we're constantly escalating. Maybe too fast for a human, but not too fast for a duck, baby. Um, yeah. Science. It's not too fast science. for science. She blinded me with science. Um, he did go on the Dan Patrick show. Dan, hop on this show anytime you want. We love you, buddy. We we know you, we'd love to have you back on. Um, but on the Dan Patrick show, he said, usually if you look at all my reaction times, I'm probably in the top 1% to 5% of all sprinters at every competition I'm at. And so usually I'm just a quick reactor to the gun. Uh, otherwise, but that was like his amount of complaining that he did. Otherwise, he was just being like, I'm going to take it in stride. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, try out for the, go for the next one and take this as a lesson. And it was pretty cool. I hope he does great for the Eagles, man. I'll be rooting for him. Here's what they want to, here's what, here's what I want to do. I mm. want to go find a sports laboratory. I want to mm. hook him up to all the brain machines, get him hook on him some pads okay. and start yes. running tests and see what his brain activity is doing during these, during the fight, you know, the gun test. Because it could be that he just has really fast synapses. I I mean, he's a fast freaking dude. Yeah. What can I say? When you train yourself and you focus in on something specifically like that, you know, it's amazing what the human body can achieve. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'll tell you this. Um, last time we talked, this, this is not breaking news. This is more like settled news. I don't know. Okay. We've got <laughs> last time we maybe talked, a little but, dust up. Oh, yeah. A little dust up. A little dust up. Um, last time we talked, we were like, uh, okay, USC, UCLA, bye, maybe Oregon, maybe Washington can get out of here. Who knows what's happening? Maybe everyone's about to go to the big 12 that all that may be true, but as of right now, we're the pack 10, we're holding strong. We're not changing the name of the pack, uh, of the podcast. Don't even ask us. It's quack 12. And also remember, uh, it's still the Pac-12. It's two more years of Pac-12. Yeah, it's still the Pac-12. So, That's like, very everyone true. mellow out. <laughs> mellow the fuck out. For real. There are negotiations going on. You, ESPN is supposedly really lowballing the hell out of us. Oh, sure. Also, though, we, we just aren't as... We're more valuable than ESPN is telling us, but we're li- a little less valuable than a whole lot of the other Power 5, you know, blue blood programs. Um, well, it doesn't matter yeah. because it's about to become so homogenous anyways. I mean, come yeah. 2025, mm-hmm. welcome to the two leagues, and then everything under that is going to be considered underground because it won't be televised. Yeah. People will well, go to their college football games because they love football, not because, you know, it's 
popular on the TV. And because it'll be the only place to shelter yourself from the water worlds, water wars, sorry, uh, eventual water worlds that'll come later. Uh, that will happen in 2025, as we've predicted since the beginning of this show. That's right. Um, yeah. Uh, and then we got really terrible news. Uh, this has been, this is not new news, but it's something that we haven't really talked about on this show because we had kind of recorded a bunch of backlog. Um, but now it's finally got to this, uh, the tragic death of Spencer Webb, the tight end for the Oregon Duck football team. Uh, I think especially after, since his death, um, there's been a lot of, of people, uh, with a lot of good retrospect of just being like, dude was just a really good guy, a really good guy that came from a, a really tough environment where I believe kind of both of his parents weren't really around so much because of uh, addiction issues his brother really you know brought him up i believe with some other family members eventually so he was moving around a lot that's a really tough environment to grow up in but from all reports he grew up a really nice guy mm -hmm. a really good guy uh, i mean we'll remember him on the football field for probably his biggest moment was that awesome catch over the auburn player in the end zone that was a, a really big moment, but bigger than that, it really does seem like he touched a lot of people in Eugene. Uh, he died tragically. They're not quite sure, but they know it's it's something to do with kind of a like cliff diving uh, hmm. around Triangle Lake. I don't want to turn this into some kind of like moral thing about being safe about that, but I will tell you like I've also had a close friend in high school die uh, pr basically that exact way. He jumped off a. a a bridge that everyone would jump off of, you know, like yep. it was a total normal thing. He was a very athletic person, um, but there was just like a rock under the water that you didn't see, and and sometimes that's all it is. And, yep, uh, it's a tragic accident. Uh, there's been a lot of memorials around Austin Stadium, around uh, on campus. A lot of people showing good respect. What it's, was the player's uh, name? Spencer Webb. Spencer Webb. What? Yeah, that's right. You Spencer didn't tell Webb me any of that, and you've been talking about him for three minutes and didn't say his name, and now I know it's Spencer Webb? Yeah, it's Spencer Webb. He's been, he's been gone for a while, my man, yeah. Oh. Tragic. He was one yeah. of my faves. Yeah. I blame social he's, media. Uh, you blame social Well, somehow you avoided it. Because <laughs> he's been around. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know what there is really to say, especially at this point, besides... Uh, you know, uh, our hearts go out to him. It's a tragic thing, especially when you when you, it really makes you step back and be like, like, because he's been on the team for a while. But you're just like, holy shit, the dude's like, the dude was 22 years old. You know, like we're talking about adults, but also kids. Every time we're talking about these sports, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know, tragic stuff. Uh, it's it does seem like the team's really rallied around. Um, you know, it's bigger than football, but uh, yeah. Heart goes out to your web and family of web, but uh, that I mean that's probably been the the biggest off season news. Um, not never not the news you ever want to hear. Nope. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't know really know what to say past that. Tough stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I, I have been paying a little attention. I hope attention. you didn't choose uh, that to be our final story, though. I will say that no. because leaving on such a downer <laughs> is like, well, okay, I guess tune in next week, y'all. 
Yeah, we're going MASH style. Yeah. Ending on a down note. Uh, well, I'll tell you this. I have been watching uh, Sabrina Ionescu a lot lately, and she's freaking good, dude. Her team ain't so good, but she's still freaking killing it, and she's going to have that triple-double record in, like, no time. I'm sure. Like, she's already, like, tied the WNBA career <laughs> triple-double record. And she's, like, barely been playing. It's amazing. Yeah, I've really liked her. Uh, we got a new track coach. Does that make you feel good? Yeah. I don't know. Do we have a new uh, women's basketball coach? <laughs> no, Kelly Graves is still there. Okay, because that was a little bit of some goss a while back, right? Oh, no. I mean, not really. It was me complaining about Kelly Graves. Oh. But but no one is thinking about getting rid of him at all. Well, maybe they He's should. taking the pro, you know, <laughs> besides us. Well, I don't know what it would actually take for Kelly. And I'm not sure if I even want him to go. Like, if it keeps on, if the past two seasons were to happen for the next six seasons, then I would be really high on my podium being like, let's get, I don't know, let's let's find someone else. Um, but who knows, you know? Maybe, maybe all he needed was a roster to really... Yes. Solidify itself, and maybe that's this season. I think that is what we accidentally got used to was that mm -hmm. the exact right cocktail of players was created, and it just so happened that three of them might be the best players of all time. I know. You well, know? that's the thing. It's like, it's like, uh, accidentally realizing you have Michael Jordan and LeBron James on your team. You're like, oh, mm. I don't actually have to coach anymore. They get mm. my concept, which is work as a team, but be really great. And see, so I want Kelly Graves to end up being, I don't know, I want him to be someone who is able to, to do it again. You know what I mean? Like, Well, the unfortunate part here is that if he if his concept is to lean more on teaching the team how to respond as a team so mm. that he doesn't have to then we might be in some trouble for some whiles because yeah. as you perform worse that's the level of you know recruit you're going to be able to get and therefore the hurdle you're going to have to get over is that teaching them how to work as a team and make the smart decisions accurately. Mm. Well, yeah. And, I mean, I just want him to be a Phil Jackson. I want him to be the person who's bringing in generational talent on a regular basis and gets those titles. I or one title. When I think of Phil Jackson, and I could mm. be way wrong because sports don't know it, but <laughs> I do understand his persona and remember him from his heyday and it mm -hmm. does feel like he's much more aggressive than Graves is. Mm. Certainly, yeah, certainly on the side. And I think it's well, he's firing at an intensity that was brewing confidence in the players to fire off at that same intensity. Mm. And if your concept of coaching is to kind of just, you know, not be an intense person, then I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything don't about know. it, bro. I'm just speculating. That's our job here. Speaking of which, Aaron, I, th I think it's time for one of our favorite segments that we haven't done in a little bit. The Picks. The Picks. <laughs> Woo. 
Now that's odd. Bigs. What's that? Is football season about to start? Eh, no. I mean, we still got like a month, but that's pretty freaking close, dude. We got one month. I figured we would start peppering this in as a regular segment again, because I want to start doing the regular season totals of the picks. Mm. Um, now, listeners, as you know, Day and I have been doing some deep dives on these teams. Meanwhile, Aaron has been doing some deep dives uh, on bags of potato chips. No way, dog. I don't, I don't eat potato back. chips. What, do, what are you diving on snack-wise? Fruit. He's been doing some deep dive on some oranges. Nope. Cherries. Bananas. Strawberries. Mm. Apples. Mm. Bananas. Mm. That it? <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Okay. Well, yeah. So what you're saying is you haven't done any research or anything. I haven't done a lick of research, my man. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's all I need here. I know but, two teams are leaving, but they're still here, so they still count. However, you have... I. I honestly, every year, I'm like, oh, I should I should remember the tally of who's won the Pick'em competition every year, and I forget. I want to say we're tied 2-2. No, I've definitely won every single year. That is not fucking true. <laughs> I definitely won last year, at least. Whatever. No, I won it because <laughs> Sithil Day was on the show as it happened. I'm almost for sure. You're almost sure. Or Voss was. I was up by five, and then I won it by three. I think that is the truth. That may... I don't remember. Well, anyways, slate is clean. clean I'm wiping slate. the slate clean. Adam. Um, you have picked better than me over the years. So, mm-hmm. I'm glad we've gotten to the clean slate part of it, because I do want to make the announcement. Mm-hmm. For this season, I have decided... Arizona is back on the list of possible votes. Mm, because last year, you every single time there was an option between picking Arizona and a different school, right. you always went with a different. That's school. right. That went that worked out very well in your favor, considering they only won one game. Right, and so now I am allowing them back mm. on the possible win list. Okay. I like it. I might be removing now, another team I haven't quite decided yet. We'll find out. Hopefully not Oregon. Um, <laughs> so we, sh- I got these here, and I, I'm, I'm over on uh, VegasInsider.com. Noise. I'm using their betting lines right now because I can't find much. Now, my man, we're gonna we're gonna do four teams, four teams today, and the next two eps we'll do the other eight. Okay, sound good to you? Sure. And I'm. Kind of going random order here. I don't know why you wouldn't just split it up six and six. And more content. Equal amount of content, my guy. (laughs) You want to do six and six, huh? No, we're doing four and four. Four and eight is great. It makes that rhyme work. So there we go. It's four, four, four is what we're doing. That's why. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, let's get into the Cal Golden Bears, okay? Cal Golden, Cal Golden Bears had a pretty shitty season last year. Uh, I mean, maybe it's good. To, no, it's a bad season for them. I'd say five and seven. It's unfortunately an average season for them, but it ain't that great. Uh, didn't even get to a bowl game. Uh, played a pointless game against USC after the Pac-12 championship game. I remember that was insane. They're losing some pretty key players. Um, including their quarterback, so that's going to really hurt them. 
Like, that's going to probably really hurt him because Chase Garbers was not garbage for quite a bit of his career. Uh, losing a lot on offense, losing a lot on defense. But, I mean, Justin Wilcox got an extension, thanks to us partially because we were trying to hire him away. Uh, I'll tell you this: They play UC Davis, UNLV, and Notre D- at Notre Dame for their conference or non-con schedule. Uh, they got road games at Washington State, at Colorado. <sighs> Aaron, uh, do you need to know any more information? I'll tell you this: They're over and under. Over under. This is your choice here. Is five point five wins. So it's basically you're saying, are they going to make a bowl game or are they not going to make a bowl game? Right. So you got to get to six. Wow, Vegas really just going gray as fuck, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, so they've you, lost a lot. They've got a coach who's now getting more money. He might be getting sloppier because of such. <laughs> uh, fact, money makes you lazy. Fact. Uh... uh I, dude, they're going to win. Am I going to say how many games they're going to win? It, that'll help. Yeah, sure. Let me know. They're going to win like four games. Tops. Four games. So you're going under overall. Oh, yeah. I'll go under. Definitely under 5.5. I think they win four games. I think mm. one of them is at home. The other three are on the road against teams that's like, yeah, you better beat those teams. Holy shit. So my guess would be at Colorado, they're winning at Oregon State. I I mean, I feel like that's going to be one of the worst. And then either at USC or at Notre Dame, you know, I would this season. I am stoked on like USC get as many losses as possible because I'm afraid if they go undefeated, win the Pac-12 and then in two years go to the Big Ten. Like That would suck. I would hate it. Uh, That being said, I'm also... Feeling pretty underwhelmed by this squad. Mm-hmm. If Sorry, I were to say Cal, the exact it's win, the truth. Yeah, it's it's the truth. I think they're getting a win at UC Davis. I think they're getting a win. Mm, let's. I mean, I'm if I'm just doing possible wins. UNLV, Arizona, at Washington State, at Colorado, at Oregon State. Those are ones that I feel like are that's like six, that's but six. I don't think they're winning all those games. That's I not think happening. They're dropping, no, I think they're dropping at least one of those games, which would put them under. I'll I'll put them at another five season. They they've done a lot of five win seasons. Um and I'm gonna have to go with that one. I feel like that's right. So both of us got the under their betters. So just keep that in mind. Did we're, you denote very my smart. specifics of four games, three on road, one at home? I didn't do three on road, one at home, but I'll write that down. Just just for the uh, diehard Quack 12 Wikipedia people that keep that updated there's, as much as possible. There's going to be a time when our past selves catch up to this mm. moment, and we need Ooh. that information to document it in <laughs> the Quack 12 history. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I don't know where that is. Uh, I probably wrote that down, but I didn't go back and listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go with our most ancient of rivals here. Oh, boy. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Oregon State. I'm talking about Oregon Agricultural College. Agrix. I'm talking about OAC. Hayseeds. Now, this one, I mean, they got Jonathan Smith. Jonathan Smith is a great coach. He's really building them something every damn year. 
Um, they're gonna chance Nolan. He beat us in that crazy fog interdimensional yeah. game. Uh, Luke Musgrave, the tight end, is still there. He was always great. Uh, they're bringing like three of their five starting offensive linemen. Uh, I don't know. Their defense has got some fun players like Omar Spates, of course, linebacker that we all like. Isaiah Hodgins been fun. I don't know. So they're back. Seven and six season was their last season. They went to the L.A. Bowl, the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl, as you remember, (laughs) and they lost to Utah State, which blows. But now we got some interesting games coming up. Okay, because we they're they're out of their non conference. Boise State, that's that's something. Boise State isn't great right now, but I mean they had our number every year. At Fresno State, Fresno State, uh, Jeff Tedford coming back. That's very intriguing. I do really like that quite a bit. And then versus Montana State, that Montana State game, I do believe, is happening against Multnomah Athletic Club or at Multnomah Athletic Club yeah. in Portland. Which I kind of want to go to that game, even though it's a boring game. And I think Oregon State's just going to blow the doors off of them. But it's pretty fun. It's happening there. Now, besides that, we got road games at Utah, at Stanford, at Washington. Uh, Oregon obviously ends it all. And they're missing UCLA and I do believe... Arizona. That's a tough one to miss. You'll want to usually play Arizona. Yeah, because you get that win. You get that W, baby. Aaron. Yo. How about them beefs? Uh, oh, wait. Sorry, I got to look up the Yeah, let's under. say, what's Vegas say? Sounds like Vegas, Vegas is, is expecting right. them to get seven games or some shit. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I got it pulled up. I Like a good podcast host, I did not pull up any of this beforehand. So we got it right here, though. They're predicted. Oh, there you go. 5.5. Once again, wow. 5. they love that number for the not good teams. This time, I think it's five. I think it's still under. Mm. Closer, though. Closer. But they're, you know, they're, they are a get to a bowl game team these days. Mm. But that's it. Yeah. So it's five. Unfortunately, right. I think they're going two out of three for their non con. There's a whole lot of Pac-12 teams that are looking a bit scary here. I feel like games against like Colorado, California, those could definitely be wins for the Beavs. Yep. Not guaranteed, but it could be. At Washington, that's always really fun. At Stanford could be a win. Who knows? I think the possibility for a bowl game is here. Things have to line up really well. I am going to say... They hit exactly six wins. Wow. Over for me. Dang. You know, I wanted to go with six. I was vibing that too, but then I felt five harder. Well, you're going to feel real sad (laughs) when uh, at the end of the year when we pull these out and you're wrong in every damn one. Uh, Let's talk about another maybe bad team. I think it's very possible that this may be a, a team that you don't want to watch, <laughs> honestly. God, and that is... You're stacking it up like the Pac-12 is just dirt. I mean, <laughs> according to ESPN's numbers, Bro. they're just above dirt, but barely. Of course. Uh, Jeez. We got Stanford. We got a Stanford. Uh, as always, David Shaw is there in his millionth season getting his billionth dollar. Yeah. Um, dude, this is one thing though. They're bringing back like 
everyone on offense. Now, including uh, an offensive line that was struggling, if I'm being real. Um, but they're all seniors, so that's got to mean something. They're, like, they're literally bringing 10 of 11 <laughs> offensive starters. That's that's very impressive. Defense, not so much. Not so much. But can Tanner McKee make enough of a difference uh, with his pretty pretty good receiving core? I like Bryson Tremaine quite a bit anyways. Um, can he make a big enough difference? To get them to, I don't know, a bowl game or something. Last season, they went three and nine, which is more and fucking infuriating when you realize one of those wins was against our asses. Right. Which is, we had such a good season and then we lose to Stanford. Right. It's annoying as hell. It really is annoying as hell. Um, that being said, they got a weird non con. They always got a weird non con. For example, instead of starting with three non conference games like everyone else in the universe, basically, they start, first of all, against Colgate. Colgate is not a college you hear very often. It's a toothpaste you hear a lot. Yeah. But it's not a college you hear very often because it's an Ivy League. <laughs> so they're going against an Ivy League school. Uh, if they don't win that, that would be freaking hysterical. They got Notre Dame in the middle of their season at Notre Dame because that's their Ooh. weird, you know, relationship with them. Sure. And then at the very end, BYU, which BYU, who knows? They were certainly good last year when a lot of people thought they were going to take a step down. Um, as far as uh, conference games, week two, you got USC. Luckily, that's on the farm. Then you've got at Washington, at Oregon. And uh, at UCLA, at Utah, at California, those are all the road games. Some of those are pretty dang tough. They lost to California pretty severely last year, forty-one to eleven. Aaron, I've got right here what Vegas Insider says is a good bet, which sure. is four point five. Four point five. Woof! That is that's embarrassing. Yeah, they're not going to a bowl game. That is under. Under. You going with under? Oh, yeah. You know I love it. You know I love that. Under 4.5. Aaron, I'm obliged to agree with you. Because <laughs> I, I think guaranteed wins, they're they're beating Colgate. <laughs> After that, bro, I'm looking. They don't have Arizona. And they don't have, I want to say... Sorry to do this in real time. I th Yeah, they got both the California schools. They got Utah. Oh, Colorado. Damn. So literally, they're missing like the two worst schools to miss still. Arizona and Colorado. Well, good for them. They're going. They're, they're not going under 4.5. I mean, they, they are going under 4.5. I'm hitting that hard. I think they're winning. I think it's another three-win season for them. And two of those will be like upsets. Like, damn, they suck. They ain't good, but who knows? Maybe they'll beat us next year. Because mm -hmm. apparently that can just happen at any point. Yep. One last team we'll do on this sesh, then we'll wrap this bad boy up. Aaron, we got the Washington Huskies. Okay. I don't like them. You don't like them. First year under Kalen DeBoer, Jimmy Lake is gone. He can't hurt him anymore, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, literally, honestly. Uh, so they're bringing back, like, eh, not much on the offense, if I'm being real. I will say this, Michael, for QB, they got a pretty interesting situation where it's like Dylan Morris, Michael Penix Jr., 
who transferred over. Uh, Sam Heward, who's their like golden god, who you know legacy player that's supposed to be good, but we'll find out. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. Like people aren't stoked on Dylan Morris, obviously. Uh, last year they went four and eight, including their week one loss to goddamn Montana, which is the funniest thing in the world. Uh, but this season they're starting off with Kent State, then Portland State, then Michigan State. All those are home. Likely wins, obviously. But, oh, well, not Michigan State. <laughs> Sorry. Mel Tucker, uh, he's got something to say about that. At UCLA, at Arizona State, at California, at Oregon, at Wazoo. Wazoo finally broke that Apple Cup streak. That's freaking huge. Uh, as far as who Washington is missing in the South, I do not see a USC on this, which is probably pretty freaking good for them. And I don't see a Utah, so they probably lucked out the most out of any... Like, those are the two teams you'll want to miss. Mm -hmm. Oregon, obviously, but they're in our conference, so they can't. Now, the Vegas insider for this most terrible Husky team, which we all hate and uh, all hope get relegated to a different sport, even. I would personally like that. Um, There it is. Vegas insider has their... Win total, possibly somewhere around, I'm seeing likely to win the national championship. No, don't bet on that. Don't be an idiot. 7.5 wins. So they're pretty high on them there. 7.5 wins. Adam, it's interesting because I had out of the gate, Mm -hmm. everything you said, I kept saying to myself, gut reaction, they're going to win seven games. Oh, so under, but oddly accurate, though. Barely seven. I bet a whole bunch of Husky fans. I don't you would have to be showing them a lot of like stuff on the field that is entertaining for them to feel good about seven wins. So I do like that. Okay, let's see. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think they're beating Kent State. I think they're beating Portland State, certainly at home. Some of the other weaker opponents, Stanford in Seattle. That could be a win. Um, shit, shit, shit. Arizona. Though, I mean, yeah. That's four. That was one of their bigger wins. <laughs> it was a close game, though, last season. And then we got maybe at California, maybe Oregon State. Definitely not Oregon. Definitely not at Oregon. Uh, Colorado, maybe Wazoo. So if they beat everyone that they, like, should... It's eight wins. Yes. I, mm, damn, damn. Bro. I think, I think I'm going to have to disagree with you here, dude. I think I kind of want to go to eight as well, but I don't, I think they're going to, I think they're going to blow a couple. So I want to say I think they're going to get like, they're going to beat like almost everyone they should. They're going to lose to one of them, but then they'll have an upset. Hopefully not Oregon, dear Lord, hopefully not Oregon. You know, just knocked on wood. Yeah, I think it's seven because there's going to be one of those um, AOGs, if you will, a little act of God happening. Mm, AOG on the OKGs, You're- our kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Mm, sounds right. Mm, mm. Well, Aaron, holy shit, that was the picks. There it was, baby. We did it. We did four of them. Yeah, we did four right. of them <laughs> for what is now the Pac-12 uh, we Hey, we caught you up, though. Y'all caught up, baby? I feel pretty caught up. 
You feel pretty caught up. I mean, there's still um, eight TV. other teams I know nothing about, but I feel pretty caught up. I would argue you don't even know these four. I guarantee you next week I one. won't remember much about who's good or bad. You'll be like Bill Walton. You'll be like, uh, Adam, is it? Is it Adam? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Aaron, holy hell, I'm excited for football. I hope it's good. I mean, we're starting off against freaking Georgia in a quote-unquote neutral site game in Atlanta. So, um, yeah, shit's going to be crazy. We're not that far away, though. Um, yeah, so tune in every damn week. We're publishing these bad boys. Go to quack12.com if you want to keep up with us and to find our Patreon, Quack12 Patreon, for five measly bucks a month. You can get some awesome regular content from this show in addition to our regular free show on the main feed. And, um, hey, if you don't have the Skrilla to help us out, no worries. You still can. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really helps people find the show. Leave us a little comment. Say whatever you want there. We really don't care. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, at Quack12 Podcasts. Follow our YouTube if you want to see our little faces on the screen, including our virtual mascot, TD. Um, Can we call him T the D? T the D. T to the D. T to the D. I don't know. See, that's the little. It's a, it's a nickname that's longer than his real name. Yeah, I do appreciate <laughs> that. Aaron, any final words to say to our audience before I uh, hit this end button? Yes, peace is dope, and dope is peace. Whoa! <laughs> that's deep, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See y'all next week. Quack quack quack. quack.